0: Hello Puggies and welcome to the Pug Life Show brought to you by Pug Parties because your pug deserves to be the best dressed at the party and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host Donna and with me is my Puggy co-host Rosie. In this week's episode I'm talking to you about introducing another Puggy to your fur family after the loss of another. There are definitely some things to consider, including if you are ready or if your surviving puggy is ready. But before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. As you may know, we recently lost our third pug, Charles, after a period of dementia that was manageable for a while, but then took over him in a matter of weeks until he finally let us know that it was time. We knew it was coming on one level, but we still prayed that it would live forever, like all pug porants do. Andrew and I now find ourselves back in a position where we need to decide what is best for our remaining pug Rosie. We went through this process with Charles a few years ago when we lost his brother Winston unexpectedly, and as a bonded pair, Charles was in a word, adrift, without his brother for the first time in his life. Andrew and I weren't quite ready to welcome a new pug into our home, having just spent 12 months fighting for Winston to regain his health. But within a couple of weeks of Winston's passing, we realised we didn't have a choice. Charles needed a fur companion and we just weren't cutting it. Pugs are bred to be companions and they thrive in company. Every puggy parent knows it. And Andrew and I were faced with the reality that we would need to find Charles a friend sooner rather than later to make sure that his long-term mental health was not further impacted by the sudden loss of his brother. Now, once again, we're faced with this reality for Rosie. She came to us as a single girl and has thrived with Charles by her side. She still marches to her own tune, but she loves snuggling with him and even when Charles's dementia meant that he didn't recognise her at times, she still looked after him and put up with the aggressive behaviour that comes with advanced dementia. She would even go outside and help him find the doggy door when he forgot where it was and started barking to be let in. It was so sweet seeing her walk outside, give him a little bit of a nudge and then watch her walk back through the door with Charles following closely behind like a little puggy conga line. So now we're back to asking the same questions we had to ask ourselves when Charles lost Winston. Will Rosie be okay as a single girl again, or does she need a fur companion now that she's a senior pug? Do we get a boy or a girl? How old should they be? Is the rescue puggy we're currently fostering a good long-term companion for Rosie? And, of course, the list just goes on and on, as you can imagine. Even with this being our second time round, I decided to jump online to find out what others have done when introducing a puggy addition to the family, since Rosie is our first girl and she's a unique personality whose needs are different to those we needed to consider for Charles. There are some great articles out there about puggy additions to the fur family and I read a particular article from pugloversguide.com called the 10 tips to successfully introduce your second pug which was particularly useful for us and I highly recommend you jump on and read it if you're considering a puggy addition at the moment and I promise I'll put the link in the show notes as well. I also jumped into a number of forums to see what other puggy porans worked for them when they introduced their next puggy. The common themes across these posts were be careful about introducing a pup or a young puggy to an older puggy due to the differing levels of energy. Try introducing clothing or a towel with the other puggy's smell on it prior to the first meetup and then have the first meeting in a neutral location. If possible, arrange for a slow introduction over a couple of meetings to give the puggies time to get to know one another without your interference. Provide a separate space for both puggies for time out on their terms, especially in the first few weeks. Be careful to provide equal love to both puggies, especially if your current puggy has only ever known life in a single puggy household. One person reported that they had unknowingly given more attention to the newest member of the grumble, and subsequently fights ensued. I think that the above advice is not just great for a new fur family addition, but is also great for Puggy sitting as well. Our playgroup helps each other out from time to time by Puggy sitting for a week or a weekend so that our Puggy porants don't have to find a lodge or not-so-willing family member to care for their Puggies whilst they're away. And having your puggies know each other does make for an easy pug sitting experience. Wow, puggies, I'm loving this episode, and I hope you are too. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next guest. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with our other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. In Charles's case, when we realised that he needed a companion sooner rather than later after losing Winston, we started to discuss approaching our local pug rescues to start the search for a suitable friend for Charles. To meet and see if anyone connected with him. At this time Charles was 10 going on 11. He had always been very calm, his spine was deteriorating and he was arthritic, meaning that we needed a friend who was of similar temperament and pace. Amazingly Rosie's pug mum called to ask if we could puggy sit for a couple of weeks while she moved house with her kids and got settled in. We knew Rosie from Playgroup and photo shoots for pug parties, so we already knew her temperament and Charles obviously knew her as well. Andrew and I talked about Puggy sitting Rosie and the impact it would have on Charles and decided that we would do it as long as Charles was okay with it. Normally we would happily pug sit, but we were unsure how Charles would go with Rosie even though he knew her now that he didn't have Winston to lean on. We had a backup plan if it didn't go well, so we were happy that we covered all bases. Unsurprisingly, Charles was very happy to see Rosie and was smiling within days of her arriving, the first happy face we'd seen on Charles in weeks. With this entire, What this entire situation taught Andrew and I was that Charles would never survive without a companion and someone with Rosie's temperament would work. As you can imagine, once we'd gotten over our initial joy at seeing Charles so happy, reality kicked in and we realised that Rosie was a short-term solution to a bigger problem that in a couple of weeks' time we would need to resolve as soon as we could. Now, I'm not particularly spiritual or religious, but I do believe that the universe heard our dilemma and sent us the solution without us even knowing that it had already been delivered to us. Towards the end of Rosie's time with us, we were starting to dread the day that we'd have to take Rosie home and away from Charles, which was a risk we knew we were taking when we agreed to puggy sit in the first place, but didn't think it would be too big of a problem. We had no idea just how happy Charles would be with Rosie, which in hindsight was a little naive knowing how bonded he was to Winston. So like a gift you didn't expect on your birthday, I got a message from Rosie's mum asking me if we'd be willing to take Rosie full time since there were unforeseen complications post-move and she wanted Rosie to go to a family that would love her as much as they did. Now I knew my answer without even needing to think. I had a pretty good idea what Andrew's was going to be and we didn't need to ask Charles. He was so happy having Rosie around that neither Andrew nor I could have said no even if we wanted to. Thankfully Charles got his puggily ever after then and now we find ourselves trying to do that for Rosie this time. She was a single girl before coming to us and I truly believe that she loved Charles but I'm not sure if she'd prefer to be a single girl again or if she'd prefer another companion. At the moment we'd agreed to fostering a rescue puggy called Kenji before Charles's dementia accelerated and Rosie gets along with him really, really well. Kenji's ready for adoption and we've been providing him with a loving home until he finds his forever family. Up until we lost Charles, we assumed that it wouldn't be us and that we would have to say goodbye to him eventually with the hope that we would still get to see him at a playgroup regularly. The one dilemma that Andrew and I have been considering is that Kenji is six and a half years old and Rosie is nine. She's active for her age, but not as active as Kenji, and she will slow down a lot faster than Kenji will. With that in mind, we're now asking ourselves, are we doing Kenji a disservice by offering to adopt him and let him become Rosie's new companion, or are we overthinking it? And the fact that they like each other so much is enough of an answer to that dilemma. We still have time to think about it, but we count ourselves very lucky that Rosie has Kenji to help her through her grief and to be honest, to help us as well. Now it's your turn to talk pug. I'd love to know how you manage the loss of one puggy and the introduction of another to ensure that your surviving puggy doesn't get lonely or doesn't end up with a companion that they never wanted in the first place. We'd love to know how you went So please share with us over at our Facebook group, Living the Pug Life. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it will be useful for someone else, please leave a review over at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions or want to tell us how much you loved the episode, then let me know over at our Facebook group, Living the Pug Life. We're crazy pug ladies, meet to talk, all things pug. So until next time puggies, have a pawsome week and humans be generous with the snackies.